I'm just taking each day as it comes and I'm just learning as I go and I'm experimenting. The way I think about it is that it's very much not about being perfect, it's about waking up and trying to do your best. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. It's Ella. I am so pleased to tell you that I'm joined by Joe Cross today. If you have not seen Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, you are missing out, and I know it'll be the next thing you do after listening to today's podcast. Joe's here to tell us about his follow-up film, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead 2, and a few other exciting things he's got going on. So hi, Joe. Hi, Ella. How are you? I am very well. Thanks for calling in today from the Gold Coast. I bet your weather's slightly better than our nine degrees Fahrenheit over here today. Well, if I translate where I'm sitting right now into Fahrenheit, it's going to be like mid-80s and the skies are blue, few little white clouds out there and the surf is up. So um, it's, it's all good where I am. All right. That's not nice, Joe. Not nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, I have to tell you, I feel like I know you, which it must be terribly annoying for you, but because I've seen you on film so many times and I've since uh, been following you on social media and boy, you get around. I I do. I move a lot. I, um, I don't know too many people who travel more than me, but I've got to say it's by choice and I do love it. And um, I'm seeing some amazing things, amazing places and meeting amazing people all over the world. So it's 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 been a great run. And, um, you know, like anything in life, Ella, there are times when I'm on the move and I just wish that I had the routine of being in one place. But then, of course, when I'm in one place, I just like can't wait to get back on the move again. So I'm just one of those people where uh, I just I just I just feel I'm like I'm not like a shark, but you know how sharks need to move to stay alive. I guess I'm, I'm similar in that respect. I hear you, Joe. And listen, for the three people who didn't see it, I want to share with them that Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead followed your journey through 60 days of juicing and the after effects where you lost, I want to say, more than 80 pounds. You got off all of your medications. You healed your body. And I think you talked to pretty much everyone in America during that time. (laughs) (laughs) But further to your lifestyle and what you're just sharing with me, can you talk to us a little bit about your life before that movie? Movie, and then we'll move into present day. Sure. Yeah. So my my world was um, essentially everything up to the age of forty because I, I made the film. Um, I had the idea to make the film and to and to do the lifestyle change. Um, essentially, dawned on me when I turned forty. There was just something about um, hitting that number. Uh, I guess that I I felt that I'd been procrastinating for a long time to change my um my habits i was basically the average kind of guy if you like i was not eating um very much plant food i was eating lots of processed food eating out a lot drinking a lot i was smoking i was doing next to zero exercise i was working a lot i was stressed my sleep habits were poor i was basically um Everything you wanted, you wanted to sort of look at what not to do when it comes to looking after yourself, I was doing it. And I was sort of focusing, if you like, my excuse was 
that I was focused on wealth, not health. I, it was all about business to me. It was all about building. It was all about, you know, possessions and materialism and, and, and ego status in society for, for, for corporate business. And, you know, that, I was good at it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I did well. And when you say good at it, I guess the measurement is, you know, when you're in the finance world, the measurement is how much money you make. And that's how you're judged. And I did pretty good. Um, and so, you know, I got to this point where um, while I it was sort of chasing the never-ending number of, I'll be happy if I make this, I'll be happy if I do this, I'll be happy if I do that. And of course, that happiness never comes because when you quantify trying to reach a target in something that you'll be happy, that's just, that's, that's ludicrous. And of course, what I was doing the whole time was I was trashing the most important asset that I had, which was my body. And so... While I wasn't stupid, Ella, and I kind of knew this, I kept procrastinating. I kept saying, well, you know what? I'll get to that. Once I do this, I'll get to that. So I always knew in my mind that I had to do something. And I just never got around to it. And you see, I got sick when I was 32. So for eight years, up until the age of 40, I was taking lots of pills um, for a debilitating autoimmune disease called chronic urticaria angiodine, which is a really fancy way of saying chronic hives. And I've got to say that the, the impetus for me to make the change wasn't about losing weight. I was, I was over 300 pounds. I, I think when I started the journey um, in the movie, I was 309 pounds, but I, was, I, I got up to 320, 325 at my maximum. And the weight part wasn't the motivation. It was more about getting off the medication and getting well and not being sick it was more the motivation for me to making this big change. And then when I talked to my friends about the change I was going to make, one of my buddies said, you should film this. I mean, I, the idea wasn't make a movie to get well. It was just get well. And the idea of the movie came later. It's one of the things I love most about your work, Joe, is you're so, you're so authentic. Like you're so willing to just kind of show it all. And I mean, you went from being an extremely successful businessman to being willing to kind of tell your story on camera. I mean, you walked around in a bathing suit at 300 plus pounds <laughs> and, and then, and then walked us through your transformation. I mean, that's like that type of authenticity and that willingness to just be that transparent. I honestly think that's what captivated so many people with movie number one. I mean, you just totally yeah, put well, yourself out there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Ella. I think that I didn't, I appreciate in hindsight, that's what it looks like. But at the time I was doing this to me, it was more about, I had not been honest with I had not been honest with myself up until this point. You see, I think that there's there's the big challenge many of us have is to be completely honest with ourselves and not to kid ourselves, not to create illusions around our own world of ourselves. And I was doing that. I was doing a lot of that. So I think that the way that I wanted to tackle that was tackle it head on and basically go, well, there's only one way to be honest with myself and that's to be honest with everybody else because that's, that's the only way I knew how. So to me, while it might seem like brave and so on, it was actually the only way that I knew how to do it. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense because then, Joe, you went and you did it again. So you, 
you do you do this you do the first film you lose more than 80 pounds you basically heal yourself uh, not basically you literally healed yourself yeah. and and then i think six years pass and you do it all over again yeah yeah yeah, yeah so the movie number two and it's a very original name that's it two, <laughs> took, took a long time to come up with that one let me tell you easy to um, follow <laughs> yeah the reason the second movie came about was that you know, I had no idea that 20 million people or more would watch this first movie that I made. I, I had no idea that it would be this sort of viral success and would be, you know, so highly rated and ranked on the Netflix and Hulus and iTunes of the world. Yeah, I mean, it blew and up. So, yeah, it did. And it was very, very caught me off guard. I got to tell you, I was the last person in the world who thought any of, anyone would be interested in two fat blokes drinking green juice. But anyway, that it, it, it was and, 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 and that made that made me think. And so what ended up happening was is that the demand from the community, from the world of wanting information, wanting to understand what is going on, what happened, what how can I do this? What do I need to do? What's the recipe? What's this? What's that? Is that I started to create a website that had all this information on it. And then I needed to hire staff and then we needed to create books and content. And so the whole business just came out of nowhere. And, and then I realized that, you know, in order to, in order to get this, keep, keep feeding the, the demand, I thought another movie, which could really sort of be more of a navigational tool to show what are the ways to stay healthy. Because, you know, once, once you get healthy or once you lose weight, I mean, there's not a lot of shortage, believe it or not, of people losing weight in the world. The question is, how do you keep it off? How do you not gain it back? That's the problem, right? True. And, and and that's if we're just talking about weight, but I prefer to more talk about being healthy than, than weight loss, because I think that the healthier you are, the weight will be a side effect of coming off. And so we just felt that there was a room for creating more content and when you have an audience that that there's it's it's, it's a humbling and a an opportune opportune um position that people will listen and watch what you have to say so i made a second film which i'm very proud of and that's out now and that's actually on netflix in the us and it's coming to netflix and the rest of the world in on um, march 18 but uh it's on itunes and other places but you know we got that out there so that it would continue the story and already i'm working on my third film and we're working on a TV show, and now we're sort of just creating a whole bunch of content in this space. And and people say to me, Joe, what do you make content on? And I say, you know what? I think the simplest way of, of describing what I want to make is I want to make content that allows people to believe in themselves. And that's pretty pretty much what it comes down to is giving giving people this um, permission to believe in themselves and and to effectively stop being your own speed hump or road hump to your own success story because many of us have just got to get out of the way of ourselves and we can we can we can achieve great things Joe, so many different threads I want to pull on what you just said. The, I'll backtrack just a little bit. I love what your focus and one of the key messages of this film, and, and there are a couple that I want to share with folks, but the idea that if you pursue wellness, then fat loss or weight loss 
may ensue, but like the pursuit is wellness. And I yeah. love that emphasis rather than, you know, Oh, I got to fit into this pair of jeans or the, you know, the, the focus that's so much more commercially friendly. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. The, the, the view that I have is that, that, that if you wanted to talk about why people put on weight, we could, we could have a hundred podcasts for all the reasons why, because everybody has their own specific reasons for it. Generally, what it comes down to is it comes down to the types of food that are being consumed, the amounts and the lack of movement, the lack of quality of sleep, the lack of connectivity there to other people, to, to being part of some social fabric. These are all the big factors that stand out. And so just to tackle one thing by saying, you know, I'm going to do a, a diet for a month or I'm going to do even a juice fast for 10 days. And, you know, the, the, you're, you're not, you are not addressing the cause, the you're hitting the symptom, but not the cause. And so to me, it's about how do we work out ways to increase our plant food? How do we get more plants into our body? How do we work out fun and exciting little ways to maybe move a little more? How can we get to bed and have quality sleep? How do we stay connected to other people? How can we help other people? Because I find the best way for um, myself staying on track is by helping others. And, and you know, how do, we, how do we manage stress in our lives? So these things, um, if they're conscious and people are working on it and they, they're just out there saying, you know, I'm going to try my best. I'm not going to make drastic change. I'm going to do little changes. What we find is that people actually can get on a really good path and feel better about themselves, feel well, which goes to your wellness. And lo and behold, they've dropped four or five pounds and didn't even know they weren't even trying. Exactly. And that's the, that's the kind of change that lasts is my observation. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Well, and you've done another brilliant job here of, um, you're just, you just tell it Joe and you're so authentic and you're so sincere and you live it. And what you did in the second film that really kind of blew me away was you told the truth again about your own journey. So you went extreme with movie number one, you did 60 Mm -hmm. days of juice only. And then you come out and you say, guys, that's not sustainable. And I'm a human PS. And I went on to, and my weight has fluctuated over the past six years. And I've had stressful times and peaceful times. And my weight typically tracks with that type of experience. And you just humanized yourself again and told your story. I think what's important here is that I think that, you know, I live by this rule that the truth will set you free. And I think that being honest, um, I think, I think first of all, maybe I start off by saying that I think people are really smart. Okay. There's a, there's a saying that I like, which is not a hundred percent true, but you'll get the gist of it, which is people are smart. Crowds are dumb. (laughs) When you make films, you're making films for people, not for crowds. And so I think people have a very good, um, bull radar if i can say that word there's like we have this gut feel instinct as to whether we're being sold something or whether somebody really does does care and whether or not they're being they're being truthful and so i think that that by you know illustrating what i've done is that i was in a bad place because i let myself get to that bad place it was all my own fault i chose i made choices and those choices had a had a impact on my wellness they had an impact on my health 
my, 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 I trashed my system and the toxicity of which, if you want to use that word, of where I got to was that I was not feeding my cells the nutrients they needed to function properly and they broke. Now, once I made a drastic change and I fought fire with fire, I went completely the extreme other way from trashing to nurturing and giving my body a chance to heal itself by doing that 60-day reboot. And then what was more important was the 90 days of eating fruits and vegetables, nuts, beans, and seeds only afterwards because it wasn't just 60 days that got me well. It was actually five months. Then having gone from a point of being in very sick to being completely healed and feeling the best I'd ever felt in my life, I then thought, great, that's done. I'm good now. I can now, you know, go back to balancing and living a healthy lifestyle. Now, predominantly I did. I mean, I did a pretty good job. I'm not sitting here saying that I fell off the rails. There were times when I did, but I think that's normal. I think that's natural. And I think that anybody that I know in the health and wellness business, and I know a lot of people there now, you know, there's one thing I've come to realize is that 99% of these guys and girls have their own struggles. And my view is, is that why hide that from your audience? I think you've got to be 100% upfront because you'll connect more with them that if you share the fact that you are not perfect. I don't know anyone who's perfect, Ella, and the least of all me. And so what I wanted to do in this film was to show that even with all my knowledge, even with all the, the resources I have, there are still times when the pressure gets to me, when the traveling gets to me, whether it's a relationship stress, financial stress, whatever it is, that I will have my times where I go off the rails for a week or two and I am not exercising, I'm not eating as well as I should, I, I have too much fun and I have to say, whoa, i got to bring it back. And like right now, we're in a new year and I'd have to say that, that since January 1 this year, boy, I have been spot on with everything that I'd want to do. If I could extrapolate the next thousand days like I've done the last nine, Ella, I'd be very happy boy. But I know that over this next thousand days, there are going to be fun days where I'm going to have some pizza. I'm going to have some chocolate ice cream. I'm going to enjoy those things because that's what I do. Now, maybe you'll get me on the show in two years' time. Maybe I just won't be having dairy anymore. Maybe I'll be a vegan. Maybe I'll be this. Maybe I'll be that. I'm just taking each day as it comes, and I'm just learning as I go, and I'm experimenting. But the way I think about it is that it's very much not about being perfect. It's about waking up and trying to do your best. 80% of the time, I really try to do my best. 20% of the time, I let my guard down and just relax. Well, I think it'd be helpful to share with the listeners what that 80% looks like to you. So I know you went, you went super radical juice. Then you went, I, w- I want to say vegan, Joe. Is that correct for that 90 days following? Oh, yeah. Well, it was probably more than vegan because I was actually only having fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans, and seeds. I wasn't having grains. So, so it was more nutritarian, if you like, to take Joel Furman's uh, view on, on nutrition okay. because Joel was my doctor. Then I then for the next four years, I never had any meat um, or poultry. I had fish for the next four years. And then uh, two years ago, I, I introduced um, grass-fed beef, you know, every now and then, not a lot, but every now and then into my diet. So um, today, if you ask me what what is, how do I eat today, I try to get between 40 and 50% of my nutrients, or my, sorry, my calories, 
from what we call micronutrients. So that's the groups that come predominantly from plants. So fruits, vegetables, nuts, beans, seeds, whole grains. I then have 50% of my calories left to choose from the other two categories, which are animal world and process world. Now, sometimes, like call it maybe two months of the year, I'm all plant. So I'm, I'm kind of living that all plant world for probably, you know, 60 days, maybe even a, maybe even a little bit more, but definitely 60 days for sure. Um, now, what does that look like to me? Well, generally speaking, um, I would have at least 40 ounces of juice a day, which is in the ratio of 80% veggies, 20% fruit. So I'm having mean green is a, is, is one of my favorites. I, I love that green juice and I might have two or three of those glasses a day. And that will generally take my breakfast time, my morning tea time. That'll be how I start. I kind of like to wake up in the morning and not eat until I really feel like eating. Sure, there are some times when I, I need to eat and I'll, I will I will eat fruit salad. I will have some 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 cereal that, that's, that's probably a muesli or something like that or granola. Um, that's rare, but I will have that. And then generally an omelet. Uh, if I'm if I'm if I really need some some protein, but more than you know more than not, I will just juice and drink water. Like for example, today as I'm doing this call for you, all I've had so far this morning is water. I've had, I've had some lemon in some water, but water and lemon is all I've had today so far. Now once we're finished with our our, our talk, I will be walking across the road to a juice bar and I'll be getting a big juice. And then maybe in an hour or two after that, I'll get another juice and then I might have a smoothie or something very plant-based for lunch. So I'm big on my smoothies and that could be almond milk. That could be um, some superfoods like goji berry, cacao, maca, chia seeds, um, some, some spinach, some banana maybe. But that, that sort of, that sort of uh, smoothie is, is, a, is something that uh, it's a really go-to thing for me because I can get four or 500 calories if they particularly if they put some almond butter in there where i can get a big amount of calories with all plant based and that can really sustain me and keep me going and then nighttime i can have some some grilled fish i can i can have um uh, if i'm sort of doing plants only then i'll get some hummus or chickpeas uh big on salads i love my salads now um and uh, and veggies and so that generally is a way that i can I can do it. Now, when we talk about processed food, processed food to me is, is not junk food. I mean, it is junk food, but I, I don't eat junk food. I don't, I don't go to quick service restaurants and eat food from there. But when you talk about processed food, you know, rice is processed, for example, you know. Um, and so I, I talk about food that has been processed by the, the system. I think it's very difficult to live a world um, where you don't have any of that, and I, and I, you know, it's not impossible, but it's very difficult to, and that requires a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of people don't have that. So I try not to set the bar too high on that. I take my hat off and bow to people who do that. But traveling the way I travel, where a lot yeah. of my meals are made by other people, quite difficult to do it. So I kind of just live with that and see how that works for me, and that's kind of how 
if I'm doing the 80% of the time, that's how that would work. I hope that explains it. It does. I mean, I think it's so useful. People are obsessed with their labels, aren't they? And I think it's so, like, if you want to slap a label on your diet, let's call it the real food diet, right? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that the the big message here is that just instead of focusing on labels and on deprivation, what I'm not going to have, the message that I think that you convey so beautifully, Joe, is you're telling people, add this. You're not saying don't do this, don't do that, deprive. You're saying add this. And so can just adding one juice to your day make an impact, Joe, or do you have to do something extreme like you did originally? So I think there, okay, so this, so the answer to that would be, uh, it depends on where you are. It depends the state of where you are in the, in the game of health. Uh, if I was to walk into a hospice where someone's got days to live with a green juice, that's not really going to have a big impact on their future, Ella. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. But if I was able to get to somebody before they got sick or just at the early stages of their illness and they were able to increase every day a 20-ounce glass of mean green um, and obviously we want to try and get green, purple, red, yellow, and orange, all the different colors of the fruit and vegetable rainbow into the system over a sort of a weekly period. I personally don't have any scientific data to this, but I can tell you anecdotal evidence of all the, the rebooters. It does have an impact. Now, I, I will say this. I believe that having it before you have anything else is better than having it, say, before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. And the reason I believe that is that if you have your juice first thing in the morning, you are setting yourself up after maybe 12 hours of not eating anything to actually flooding your system with micronutrients where your cells are happy. They're, they're like, they've had some kind of a reset for 12 hours. Now you've put in this flood of micronutrient rich cucumber, celery, some ginger, maybe lemon, kale, apple, whatever you've put through. And the cells are going to be doing cartwheels, as we as we illustrate in Fat Sick and Elite too, because they're getting these micronutrients that many of our cells are depleted on if you're living in the modern day. So they get these, these nutrients and they're quite happy. So they're not going to sort of kick up a stink and try and make you eat a lot during the day or in the morning now because you've fed them. Whereas if you just gave them a bagel with cream cheese, sure, they're going to be satisfied for an hour or so, but because they didn't get their micronutrients, they make a big rackets and try and make you eat again because that's what sort of survival is all about is, is getting this balance of micro and macronutrient into our system. And most of us are just putting the macro in, the protein, carbohydrate, and fat. They're not putting in the micro. So I think that if you can add a juice to your daily life and you can do it first thing in the morning, and that doesn't mean cracking the juicer out and making a juice every morning, having to clean up. You can make your juice twice a week. You can store it in a refrigerator for three days in a, in a glass sealed jar. And that juice is gonna be A-OK -okay to drink 72 hours later. I do it all the time. That's how I live. So that is a way that I think you can have a big impact on your life. Now, if you don't take my word for it, try it for a month. Do the 30-day challenge where you take 20 ounces of juice every morning and have that first thing. Get your blood test, blood pressure done. Get your cholesterol done. Get some testing done and then don't change anything else in your life. Just add that and see for yourself. The average person will feel better, look better and 
can even drop a couple of pounds. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned the timing. I think the timing is so important and one of the most common mistakes that people make because my experience is not only is it great to break your fast, if you will, with uh, a green juice, but it's also so much easier on your digestive system to drink a green juice on an empty stomach. Uh, absolutely. So, so much better than actually um, having it after a meal or something else. You just, it, just, it, just, it just tastes better too, Ellie, you know, and that's all about, let's face it, we have to make this fun and interesting because if it doesn't taste good, you're not going to do it. That's the other thing. You have these great recipes. So so two things you mentioned there that I'll share with our listeners. The first thing is Mean Green is one of your all-time best juice recipes. And I'm going to post the recipe for that in the um, in the notes to this show on airwithella.com so everybody can have that recipe. But also you mentioned a reboot. And I want to come back to that because I kind of want to finish with that. But we'll explain what a reboot is because it's totally central to what Joe's doing and to his lifestyle now. So we'll absolutely come back to that. So let Let's do in in the Q and A vein, Joe. I got some listener questions prior to us sure. talking, and I just want to hit you with a lightning round so we can help people do this right. So here, you've already shared several gems. The time of day matters, or really the state of your system matters. Juicing on an empty stomach, much better results. You can make them taste good. I just want to come back to that. It doesn't have to taste like salad in a jar, does it? No, it doesn't. In fact, in fact, this is really important that. We all have different taste profiles. So what we try to do is keep our juices 80% veggie based and 20% fruit based. We don't want to like go and juice nine oranges because that's going to spike our sugar levels. You know, sugar is the big enemy number one out there today. And and so we've got to be conscious and careful the fact that we're, our juices are not to juice up 12 oranges or to juice up five grapefruits. They are to juice up lots of veggies and then add an orange or add a grapefruit or add a couple of apples or a couple of pears. So, and get it to a taste profile that you're happy with. Now, if you need pears to make it where you want it to, that's great. Do that for a week or two and then try and bring it back to two and a half pears and then eventually get it down to two pears. Over time, with your taste buds, you should be able to reduce the amount of sugar in the fresh juice. Well, anecdotally, I can tell you that works. You know, you start with a little the ratio is more on the fruit side than the veggie side. And then you can pretty rapidly start changing that ratio over to the veggies. My household, at least we changed our ratios with a focus from fruit and moved the ratio into heavier, heavier veggies. And it didn't take much time, honestly. I mean, I'm talking days before we were able to reduce the fruits to, you know, half a green apple and a lemon goes a long way. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it really does. And, and, and look, I do this when I'm doing my demonstrations in malls and farmers markets around the world. I will get kids to come up. I will give them a juice that's very veggie based and I get them to give me the thumbs up, the thumbs down as to whether they like it. And generally speaking with kids, once I get to three apples, uh, and that's not three apples in one, that's in the jar that's making like, you know, 70 ounces. So we're talking possibly a half an apple. Um, for a kid's glass can make a huge difference. And what we're doing is we're masking all those incredible, valuable nutrients that are found in the cruciferous plants, say the green veggies, with some pear juice or apple juice, and the kids love it. And you know what? My view is our job is all of us is to move the dial. Not, n not many of us are getting enough, very few of us, I should say, are getting the amount of plants into our system that we need on a daily basis. So we can all do with boosting up 
And if it means putting a little bit more pear or orange or apple in to get us going, get us started, so be it. Yeah, and it's a great place to start, as, and especially if you are experimenting with yourself and, and changing the ratios up. You'd be surprised at how little time it takes to for the conversion to happen. So we'll we'll share some of those tips, guys, um, in the show notes as well, just some of the, the ads that help a lot. So lemon, ginger, pineapple, green apple, the, the tart stuff, a little goes a long way, and it really cuts the greens I found through your recipes, Joe, and just through experience. So thank you for that. What other tips do you have for our listeners for sort of juicing best practices? So I would say that juicing best practices for me would come down to making sure that you get your produce uh, as fresh as possible. So it's really important to make sure that the input of what we're putting through the machine is the best that we can find. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be organic, Ella, because, you know, you might know a farm that's practicing organic uh, practices that's not really an organic certified. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that's as good as. I think, you know, CSAs are a great way to connect with your farmer in cities and it's a a great way of bringing the price down. So, first of all, I'd start with the produce is, is, is pretty important to making it easy. Second thing is to make sure that your machine, because you're going to be putting this valuable raw material through, make sure you've got at least a decent enough machine. Otherwise, you're going to be leaving a lot of the nutrients in the pulp. When you use a Breville juice, which is what I've used, I've had this scientific research done, and it has been done independently, and I'm happy with that, is that about 80% of the nutrients will come out into the juice, and about 20% is left in the pulp. So when you think about how much produce you're putting through your juicer to make your juice, it's kind of like the same as eating 80% of it. A lot of people get caught up on the fiber, Um, and they get caught up on the protein and the sugar. If I can probably tackle each one of those things very simply is that you'd be surprised how much protein is in your juice. Um, Yes, if you are eating, you know, um, whole whole nuts and beans and seeds and so on, you're going to get a lot more because they're a complete protein and they're going to be a lot more than, say, what you're going to get out of broccoli or cucumber or celery. But um, if you're just adding this to your diet, you can make up your protein in other spaces. When it comes to the sugar, I already talked about earlier, we want to make sure that the fiber is very helpful for slowing down the absorption rate. So let's not put eight eight oranges through our juicer. Let's make sure we've got the 80-20 rule. And then when it comes to um, the third one was um, the... uh, the sugar, uh, sugar mm-hmm. fiber and the protein. I, I handle them. I did them all. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Yeah, and that's really helpful because a lot of people are critical of juicing because they say, well, it removes the fiber from the produce. So it's not, you know, you're not, you're not getting what you need. And what you have so effectively communicated is that, first of all, you're juicing for different reasons. So it's not as satiating perhaps as a smoothie, but you're suggesting, and fat, sick, and nearly dead too, you're very open about the fact. I mean, sometimes you'll you'll make a juice and a smoothie won't you yeah yeah so 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 let's talk about that fiber yeah so the fiber is a pretty important thing to understand so fiber when you think about it another word for fiber is the cellulose okay it's the structure of the plant it's what's holding the plant together and that actually when you break it down that that fiber that has zero nutrients um attached to the fiber the fiber is something that holds the nutrients together it's sort of like the it's the wrapping paper if you like to what's inside which is the nutrients Mm -hmm. and 
Fiber does two really beneficial things for us. It slows down the absorption rate of the higher sugar plants. So your fruits, your high, high sugar fruits. And it also is great for your colon in terms of um, moving the waste along. And it's very good for colon health. So I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea that Joe's anti-fiber. I love fiber. I'm a big fan of fiber. But it's, it's kind of crazy when you hear people say that when they juice, all the good stuff is left in the pulp. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The majority of the good stuff, 80%, of all nutrients are extracted from a good juicer. Now your stomach does a better job. Your stomach extracts 100%, okay? So you're, nothing is good as your gut. So if you said to me, Joe, I've got all of this produce, I've got like plates full of produce here, am I better off eating it than juicing it? The answer is, of course you're better off eating it if you just wanna argue about getting the most nutrients into your body. But very few people can eat five cucumbers, can eat 12 leaves of kale, can eat 10 sticks of celery, can eat five apples in a day. Very that, People don't have the time to sit around and chew all of that, let alone have the space in their gut for all of that. So by taking the juice of it, which is effectively drinking the water filtered through plants, that's a way of thinking about what juice is. When you take the water out, what's the color in the water are the phytonutrients. The, these are the enzymes. These are where the the, the, the vitamins, the minerals, the phytochemicals, the phenolic acids, and that's where they all live. They're all in the, in the, the soluble um, level of water. They're not in the fiber. The fiber was the delivery mechanism of those nutrients. And so essentially, when we juice, we don't wanna just live on juice alone because that ain't normal and that ain't healthy. What we want to try and do is we want to add juice, we want to add smoothies, and we want to add chewing all of these beautiful fruits and vegetables to our diet. Now, you mentioned earlier a reboot. A reboot is a short period of time. Now, for me, it was 60 days because I needed it. But And, and relatively speaking, I've got to be honest, eight years of illness, 60 days was relatively short to get the to get the result that I got. Yeah, it's true. Now, so, so, but a relatively short period of time, 10 days, 15 days of eating only plant food and or juicing only plant food. So that, that you know, and on rebuildwithjoe.com, we go into extensive detail of all of those things. So I believe personally that we all need to reboot a couple of times a year. Doesn't mean you mean to juice only, Ella. It could mean eating and juicing, smoothies and salads only, and that's fine. That, that's a-okay. What I'm referring to when I talk about a reboot is being really conscious and focused to supercharge our system with 100% nutrients from plants and not from processed and not from animal. So it's giving your system a break. And that's why given that break, you reboot the taste buds, you fall back in love with your plants, you fall back in love with yourself, you feel good about yourself, you're positive, your dreams and aspirations become more real, you believe in yourself and you're able to go out there and have a much funner, happier and productive day. Joe, I couldn't have said it better, and I want to leave our listeners with an understanding of where the Reboot with Joe community, because the film uh, actually underscores the importance. You actually draw a parallel between people's results and their ability to sustain when they're in a community, and people's ability to sustain or their likelihood toward failure when they are not inside of a community. Is that sort of the philosophy that behind the Reboot with Joe community? Yeah, I think that... <clears throat> What we found with um, doing this on your own is very tough. 
you know, when you're left to your own devices, when you don't have support, it's very, very tough. Because, you know, there's a there's an argument to, to say, Ella, that really what what is life a, a, about for many of us? You know what it's about? It's about eating is the main thing. And like sleeping and working is something we do when we're not eating. And we have um, this huge, powerful um, impact of food. Um, this relationship with food is 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 bigger than many of us realise in terms of this this effect on our lives. And so to try and tackle changes in that relationship on your own is very difficult. It's far greater doing it with a team of support and help around, because. It is something that, you know, in the movie number two, Fatsing Lily 2, Brian Wansing talks about, you know, we have 300, oh, sorry, 200 or more decisions in our mind to talk about food per day. So good luck if you're just trying to use willpower. So I think that this idea of support, this idea of an online community or your church or your family or your friends or your colleagues at work, wherever you can find it, wherever you can find some kind of a support group, if that's what you're about and you want to make change, um, I find that, that by helping others, in other words, providing, I'm not talking about, when I talk about support group, I'm not talking about you being the only one getting the support. I'm actually talking about you giving and getting. So it's a two-way street where you are also being a champion for somebody else because I find that this is very powerful. Um, and so I think that when you are preaching, and I don't, I don't use the word preaching as in ramming it down somebody's throat, but when you walk the talk and talk the walk, that's how it goes. I can't remember, but I think that's it. Um, <laughs> you will do better. You will do better for yourself. So it's very difficult for me to get off this call with you and talk about everything I've been talking about and then run out and have a chocolate thick shake and a Big Mac from McDonald's. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. So it even it helps me. I'm speaking from experience that, you know, I can't wait to get, go and get my green juice this morning. And just by, even though everything I've talked about in the last little bit with you, I know, it always just helps just to keep talking about it. You know, it just helps. So listeners, Joe just travels the globe, quite literally, creating and speaking to these communities all over the place. And if you want to be a part of that, if that speaks to you in any way, go to rebootwithjoe.com. Definitely get on Joe's mailing list. Definitely connect to Joe on all the social media, just if for no other reason than to follow his adventures. And Joe, I understand one of our listeners wanted to know what your tips are for juicing on the road. And by the way, I figure it is all you have to do is tweet out, I'm in Missouri. Missouri, where's where can I get some juice? And I imagine that would probably work for you. Yeah, it does. But you know, we've actually we've actually got a uh, a, a juice locator guide now on our website, and we're getting a lot of you know. I mean, to be honest, the, the revolution of this plant based sort of eating now is really taking foot, and there's a tsunami of change coming. So I think you know, I can go to most towns in America, and I can find some option of vegetables or a smoothie or a juice smoothies are more harder to come by believe it or not i don't know what's going on there but i can find juice and i can find i mean look take starbucks for example i mean starbucks have got this evolution fresh juice mm -hmm. which is an hbp and there's another product called suja that's out there and of course the girls from blueprint have done a good job with theirs but these these juices are now being sold into mainstream supermarkets and you know while they're not like i won't sit here and say that it's it's a better option than making it yourself 
it's it's on par or just a little touch below. But in terms of having a soda or having cow's milk or having um, some other, you know, drink, even a, a processed orange juice, this stuff from um, the HPP world is miles and miles and miles ahead. And, and quite simply, HPP means high pressure processing. So there hasn't been any heat involved in making sure there's a shelf life of a couple of weeks of the juice. And what they've done is they've just put that juice under massive pressure in a, in a, in a, in a vat. And what that's done is that's killed the microbes that were in there with pressure, not with heat. And, and that enables the nutrients to stay alive longer because there's no enemy to them inside the bottle. And so that's why that juice lasts longer and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's very, very high in, uh, in micronutrients. And so that's a really good go-to when you're on the road. All right, that's fantastic. I'll share some of those those off the shelf brands with folks, and um, and I'll link to your juice locator. If you said that's on your site, that's outstanding. I need that. And and I think the smoothie thing, people still think that smoothies are those like they think they're made with sherbet, you know, or, yeah. or you know dairy or, and you know, peanut or, butter, or dairy and ice cream, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. That is, folks, that's not what we're talking about. We'll we'll leave a little bit more detail and and give you a couple of a a couple of recipes in the show notes just to make the distinction but uh, joe you have been just a wealth of information and it's been it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you what are you excited about right now that you want to share with our listeners before we bid you good day well i'm excited about fat sick and Dead too being out there in the world i mean it's it's, Me it's, it's still early days and i'm i'm excited to see the response my twitter feed is blowing up my facebook feed is over overwhelmed with messages so I know it's resonating and I'm happy about that. I'm looking forward to getting back over to the US in early March. I've got a new book coming out called Fully Charged. I'll be on a book tour around the US for, for most of March. So I'm looking forward to getting out there. Then I go to Europe and Asia in April and back in the US in May. So I've got a fair bit of travel coming up. I'm enjoying, I must say, I'm enjoying being in Australia right now for the month of January. It is nice weather. It's nice to see family and um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of productivity done down here. So after I have my juice this morning, I will be diving in the surf and having a catching a few waves. All right. Did I mention it's nine degrees Fahrenheit here? You, Joe? you did mention that, and I just had to. <laughs> I had to say that I am sorry, but I do try to. I, if there's one thing I try to do is I try to follow the sun. That big, big, big ball of fire in the sky. It does give us a lot of nutrients. I knew. I knew there was something I liked about you, Joe. Tell us that book name one more time. Uh, it's coming out in March. It's called Fully Charged. Fully Charged. That's all right. This air date will be pretty close to that book coming out, so people can get excited about that, and we're going to look for you uh, when you get on over here. And to our listeners in Australia, they get to see you sooner. So, Joe, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Ella. It's been great. And as always, juice on. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. If you like the show, here are two ways you can pay it forward. Tell a friend, help spread the word, and leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher, whichever one you use. That helps the show enormously get traction, and our goal is to spread the word. So if this show spoke to you in any way, or it made you think of somebody who could get something out of it, share this with them, 
And if you want to send me feedback, you can do that directly. Here's how this works. Go to onairwithella.com, find the page that's called Connect, and send me an email. You can tell me anything you want to hear about, ways you think we can improve the show, or just what's on your mind. So I want to hear from you. If you have constructive feedback, tell me directly. If you love the show, share it with somebody and tell iTunes and or Stitcher. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.